You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Episode 17. (laughs) What an enthusiastic way to start the show. I feel like this episode is overwhelming and I think it's still I'm having like ripple effects there's a lot of back and forth in this episode is what I felt um there's a lot of things said and then immediately like oh that's not actually a thing that happened and that just happens five or ten times (laughs) well they are they are the center of a misinformation campaign so we are getting a lot of misinformation fed to us, and then it is taken away. Okay, when I originally read this description before I watched the episode that said, like, Mulder and Scully are the center of a misinformation campaign, I thought people were going to be telling lies about Mulder and Scully <laughs> rather than telling lies to Mulder True. and Scully. But yeah. It, the way it's phrased is a little confusing. Well, this episode is titled EBE. Do you remember what that stands for? That stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. Whoa, great job. Thank you. I did write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly remembered it. I kind of forgot what the B stood for. Yeah, I wrote it down because I was like, Leah, you cannot show up to this show as the expert and not know what the fucking EBE is. <laughs> the word biological needs to be in there personally, but sure. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess it is interesting. Cause like what, I don't know the origin of the word extraterrestrial. Like is, is that not enough for us to say it's an extraterrestrial? They had to add biological entity. Yeah, I don't, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get it. I guess a lot of things could be extraterrestrial. Like, rocks could be extraterrestrial. They could just mean, you know, not from They're just outside of this terrestrial. Yeah. Entity (laughs) seems enough to denote that it is a being. I don't really know that biological needs to be there, but maybe maybe it does. But does entity, (laughs) for, like... (laughs) Uh, does entity mean it's a being? Like it's alive? Uh, a thing with distinct and independent existence. Yeah. But that doesn't but their example uh here on the internet of of what it means is like church and empire were fused in a single entity. Okay. So okay. It's not alive. Fine. <laughs> so biological means it's alive. Okay. I think they could have just called it an extraterrestrial being, but yeah. whatever. You know what? We're not scientists. We don't. I don't know who named this. Um, I would imagine or hope, I guess, that it's scientists. Um, maybe it was Mulder himself, but I'm really glad we sorted this one out. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I feel like the episode's over. That's it. We took yeah, 10 thank minutes. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. We are actually from now on just talking about the titles and what we think they mean and how we would change them. Yes, and then we look up the Webster's Dictionary definition of each word <laughs> in the title. Okay, so the, this episode starts with mm-hmm. there's a fighter pilot that gets yes. shot down. Okay, so attacked by an alien. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's attacked. Or like, I might when I first I literally rewatched the first scene like three times because I was like, all right, let me get this. But the I'm gonna read you the first note I have on it, which is crash at beginning, aliens into foreign spaceship explosion, (laughs) and then I have a note beneath that that is a lot more clear. Um, but essentially, they uh, it was like an Iraqi fighter jet that like came into contact with a UFO. I, I 
it seems like the UFO was maybe trying to attack them, and they shot down the UFO. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Got it. But it's not very clear. No, it's not clear. And they show us this, and then they cut to a truck driver driving on a highway, and his truck turns off, and he sees a huge UFO like huge ufo it's like earth invading size ufo mm-hmm. um so it it was unclear to me if these things happened on the same night at the same place i figured they probably didn't but i didn't understand how they correlated i learned this later but it was confusing to start with yeah it was i felt like it was an interesting start i mean for a lot of reasons but typically the show starts with like you know one event whether it's like a crime or like a supernatural occurrence and then it's like titled theme Mulder and Scully doing some nonsense and talking about the case but this one was like fighter jet theme guy in truck and it was like well why are we here now (laughs) who is he because he's not the guy flying that plane uh, so yeah, I felt like they could have, they could have really made that a little more clear, but yeah, X-Files, just some notes for next time. So this truck driver, again, as I have said, sees a huge UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, they're like very large. You would agree. It's very large. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I think I would like have a heart attack if I saw that. That is not what I'd expect to see if I, if I was out looking for UFOs. If I saw that, I'd be like, you guys, I don't know. This is it, though, but we're, we're done. <laughs> They've yeah, come. That's, that's a UFO that, like, a whole town of aliens could live on. Maybe a, yeah. maybe a few towns of aliens could live that's, on. That's a UFO that, like, could take a whole city and keep it inside of the UFO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the truck driver sees this, and then the next day, Mulder and Scully are investigating the woods around where it happened. I don't really know what they're looking for, but they're just, you know, investigating. Yeah, they're investigating. Because Scully keeps trying to come up with logical reasons, so I don't know if they're looking for a reason why the truck stopped and crashed and like what i assume he reported seeing something because he shot his gun also but while they're i don't know looking for whatever it is they're looking maybe they're looking for what he was shooting at which like it's not still gonna be there so that i changed my mind that doesn't make any sense but the whole time Mulder is just responding to Scully. Scully was like, you know, it's possible that it's a mountain lion or it's possible that it's this. And Mulder just goes, it's possible. (laughs) It's feasible. It's like, stop. Just say what you think it is then. (laughs) Yeah. He also, at one point, she's like, well, the lights could have been swamp gas. Yes. Swamp gas happens to me when I eat Dodger dogs. Oh, what a guy. I did. He's <laughs> classic jokes, classic pranks. This is just this is the molder we know and love. He has um, fun. <laughs> he has a lot of fun. The swamp gas uh line reminded me of the unsolved mysteries episode we watched, the like new unsolved mysteries, mm-hmm. where you know, a bunch of people in this town experienced an alien encounter and abduction. And you know, everyone is always like, it's swamp gas. And, like, I didn't grow up near a swamp. So I didn't know what this phenomenon was until all these, like, alien encounter things I watched. But that just seems like nothing a swamp produces could be mistaken for aliens. I agree. Um, I've never seen swamp gas in person. I don't know. I, I don't know that I think it exists. Maybe it does. Maybe it's always aliens. It seems also, like it's always aliens. Are there that many swamps? I'd love to confidently say, no, there are not. But I don't have, I don't, maybe there are way more swamps than we know about. 
Yeah, maybe swamps can be small and not big. Listen, whatever. I don't need to know how many swamps there are. It's just not always swamp guess. No, definitely not always. It's probably 1% of the time it's swamp gas. There was swamp gas once, and now everyone's like, well, that weird thing, that was definitely swamp gas too, because obviously. Yeah, exactly. And then they talk to the trucker who is in the police station. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a like, lot of questions at the beginning. They're, like, interrogating him, and it's like, is he under arrest? What's happening here? But I guess he's not. They're just asking him questions. Um, But he has a terrible rash. Looks like he's been burned, as we've seen happen several times with these alien encounters. They look like they're burned. Mm -hmm. What do you do in aliens? Just burning everybody, I guess? Yeah. Maybe they don't know that they're... I don't know. What are they burning us with? Light beams are so hot that they could burn our precious human skin. Their skin is probably <laughs> thick. <laughs> like lizard they know, skin. Or they know to avoid the light. Or that. But I mean, they're pointing it at us, and I don't know if it's intentional. I'm like, at us, me and you, when they abduct us. <laughs> We need to start wearing, like, protective gear. Um, I'm not coming back from my abduction with burns. Like a yeah, fool. I think we should do that, but I don't know what material <laughs> will protect us from those lights. Yeah. Space suits is all I can think of. All right, let's get some space suits. <laughs> NASA, if you're listening... <laughs> We have a question. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can't really say exactly what what they're talking to this man for or why they're talking to him, rather, um, except for trying to get more information. Does his truck, like, fully – is stuff taken from it? Like, does something happen to his truck that would be of concern – it's just, like, the fact that no. it fully stopped. Yes. Things aren't taken from his ch- truck because if you'll remember later, jumping ahead a bit, we find out that whatever he said was in the truck was a lie. And what yes. was in the truck was actually the remains of, a, of the uh, spaceship that the mm-hmm. fighter jet shot down. Right. I guess the thing that confuses me is the the time frame of, like, we went from this UFO fighter jet crash encounter to this guy driving a truck down the road. And, like, is he really at that point already transporting the materials from that crash? Or did he get bamboozled in that moment? (laughs) I think he is transporting the remains at that point. I think it like jumps ahead in time because when Mulder finds this out that the truck has this stuff in it, he's like, Oh, Scully, we had it. We had it right in front of us and we let it go. So mm. I think the, I think the um, extraterrestrial things are in the truck at that point. I guess it's worth mentioning to you that this episode is the first episode that's considered uh, an exploration of the show's overall mythology. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, this case is going to come up again, but, like, this whole thing with the government cover-ups and aliens being transported around and, you know, all of that shit is, like, part of what the show's actual plot line is outside of the Monster of the Week episodes. Okay, okay. I guess I can see that. And I guess we could get into talking about Deep Throat, who is a big part of this episode. Mm -hmm. And I just want to call out that at one point, Scully, when she finds out about Deep Throat, which she has not known about him this entire time, Mm -hmm. She calls him deep background. 
And so far, that's the closest anything anyone has come to calling him Deep Throat. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's his character name. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but nobody says it. We just know it? I don't know. Maybe it's said at some point. Maybe it's not. But I, it's his name. It's just his name. I don't know. Um, I thought when you were telling um, about to say that quote that you were going to mention Scully and Mulder's conversation when she finds out about him and they're discussing whether or not he's trustworthy or maybe it's a scene later, but Scully says, you're the only one I trust, Mulder. I mean, what a beautiful moment. It is a beautiful moment, but uh, I guess I just feel like, you know, she says like, Mulder, you're the only one I trust. And, and Mulder is like, okay, well then you just have to trust me here when he's about to do something that is clearly wrong and, you know, he's about to make a bad choice. And it's like, I get that Scully trusts him on an emotional level, but he's also always a reckless idiot. So, like, I would trust him to do what he thought was right, but I would not trust him to actually do what is, like, safe and correct which scully kind of says later in the episode to him yeah yeah you're right she does um but i mean i think that sometimes you have to be a reckless idiot and maybe that's especially true if you're trying to prove the existence of aliens (laughs) yeah but They're also, like, in danger in this episode. Scully finds a mic in her pen, which honestly looked like kind of like a little bomb to me. There was a lot of wires in her pen. (laughs) This is not very compact. No. Um, Yeah, they are are bugged. Um, And apparently... It starts, like, after they interview this guy, the truck driver. Um, After they interview him, I guess the first clue that something's up is that the local, like, law enforcement is, like, it's fine, just go. Like, they just, like, shut it down and don't want them to try and figure anything out anymore. And um, that's pretty much never a good sign. I have a question that I don't think that you'll be able to answer, but I was wondering it. Whenever, like, Mulder and Scully find that their pen is mic'd, Mulder then is kind of, like, changing the light bulbs in his uh, apartment, and he changes out a regular light bulb, and he puts in a blue light, and he points it at, at his window. And I just, like, don't understand is there like a reason why it's blue is is that like some kind of like covert tactic does he just like does he just think the blue light is cool like why did he put in a blue light um i don't think that blue lights you know are somehow more see-through so that you could see if a bug has been placed in there um if he was just regularly changing the light bulb you'd be like yeah maybe he thinks there's a it's bugged so getting rid of it um but as we see later that's not how Mulder handles hearing he's still bugged it is by fully destroying his entire home yes well Um, sometimes you gotta do that I mean I guess if you're trying to find a mic that is like minuscule in your entire apartment you're gonna have to look in some tricky spots yeah he finds it um inside of an outlet which honestly I think he should have it should have been one of the first places he looked. Yeah, I, it shouldn't have been last. Like, the whole place is, like, shredded. Yeah. It's like, I, I would check lights because I do think lights are common. Um, if I were bugged for some reason, I would check lights. Um, just, like, small – I would check small places. I wouldn't, like, flip my coffee table over. I don't think it – but maybe it would be under the coffee table. You know what? He did the right thing. Well, it could be maybe that was just an expression of anger, you know? Yeah, that's, I think, partially it because they 
I don't I do kind of wonder why they think the pen was like the only thing. Um like if they were being watched and listened to. Because uh, he doesn't go and tear his apartment apart until he talks to Deep Throat, like, at the zoo. They're, like, looking at a shark. Um, and then he's like, I know they're still listening. Or, you know, he tells Mulder something like that. And that's when Mulder goes home and, like, destroys everything. And it's like, I don't know. The second I found one mic, I probably would check some other places to ensure that... Um, I wasn't being listened to, especially if I was Mulder. Yeah, that seems like it would be a good idea. Well, but, um, okay, so we talked about Deep Throat a couple episodes ago, or maybe even <laughs> the last episode. I don't know. Um, but, at, like, we were both unclear on whether he was working for or against Mulder. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, there's a lot of back and forth that happens, but in, again, it nets out to still being unclear. Yeah. I believe. I, I guess I think, I feel like it's unclear for most of the episode and it's a little unclear still at the end, but I found, you know, when at the end, uh, we're just, I mean, this episode so much happens in it but he's he tells Mulder that you know all these like superpower countries all agreed that if was it after Roswell is that what he said yeah you know if there's an EBE they must capture it and kill it Mm -hmm. and it's the responsibility of like whatever country like came in contact with it and that three people have been in contact with them and killed them. And that Deep Throat is one of those people and that he killed an extraterrestrial biological entity and is so guilty about it that he is helping Mulder. And I am so inclined to believe him. I believe the story. I don't know if I believe the the fact that his conscience is so guilty that he's going to help prove aliens exist. But, like, he can't just come out and prove it because of, you know, his government position that we're unaware of what it is. Uh, so he's doing it through Mulder. But it's tricky. He's tricky. And that's the whole point, I guess. I, I guess the thing that's confusing is that Deep Throat, maybe part of that story is true. He does feel guilty that he killed this being. And he is trying to alleviate his guilt by helping Mulder. Um, but he also still frequently, and when Mulder is on to the most important information, lies to Mulder and leads him astray. So it's like he's half-assing helping Mulder, and I don't think the tiny things he's giving Mulder are actually helping at all. I kind of think, just hearing you say that, it's like he's helping him, but Mulder is figuring it all out too quickly. So he has to like throw him off base. And I don't know why why throw him off base. If what he ultimately wants is for this stuff to come to light, just let it happen then. But maybe it needs to happen at a certain time. Because like he said, at one point, you know, like if the general population of the world found out about everything he knows, which is, beyond the existence of extraterrestrials, apparently, um, you know, it would be mass hysteria. And so I think he's trying... I don't know how one would determine the timeline of when people would be chill about this. (laughs) Or if there's, like, something else at work in the government that, you know, needs to happen first and then he's going to, like give him the go-ahead. But, I mean, also, because this is a TV show, and it has to last for more than this one season. Oh, it has to last (laughs) 11 seasons and two movies, so they have to give him this (laughs) flimsy excuse for why Mulder can't find everything out. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) I guess I just, like, don't understand what Deep Throat's ultimate goal is. Like, does he want some program within the government to end? Does he want Mm -hmm. this to become public knowledge? 
does he want people to be held accountable for having killed these beings? Like, I, I don't know what he wants. And it seems like he is maybe unclear on what he wants to. We have said this exact same thing about Mulder. We don't yeah. know what anyone in this show fucking wants. <laughs> there is a scene where um, before Mulder finds out that um, Deep Throat has been lying to him, uh, they're like sitting together. Mulder's eating sunflower seeds and they're talking about seeing a baseball game together. And it felt very father and son. Like it felt mm-hmm. like there were a lot of like, well, Mulder kind of looks up to him and there's a bit of like a father son relationship. It, it seems like. Yeah. It's a nice bond going on between them. So it makes sense that they both equally don't know what they want. Like father, like son. <laughs> I do want to talk about that at some point, um, Deep Throat gives Mulder a fake photo that um, is supposed to prove alien existence, and Mulder just immediately uh, believes it. Scully looks at it for a second and is like, this is a fake. This is so photoshopped. Mulder said he at first thought it was fake because he just didn't trust that he gave it to him, and then was like, you know, it checks out, and then, but like, it only checks out from his own knowledge like it doesn't check out from anything else and scully's like you need to take this to be examined like yeah and even before he (laughs) examines it she's like well here's 10 things i see immediately that are wrong (laughs) but then he gets it examined and like one of the things that is wrong is that the moon is in the picture but there's also a reflection of the moon on a car window and like the car window is a crescent moon and the mm-hmm. moon in the sky is a half moon, which is like, who's doing this Photoshop job? They're not yeah. good. Why'd they get multiple moon images to, to piece together? Like, right. How does that even happen? How do you even make that mistake? Yeah. It seems like the mistake would be made in the like fake UFO or alien or like something, but they're like, ah, fucked up the moon (laughs) yeah one of the easiest things like somebody should have caught that also like quite easily figured out to give like he gives this photo to Mulder who works for the FBI and has access to technology that can like determine whether or not this photo is legitimate like how long did he think this was going to throw him off for because it was like less than a day but I guess long enough that the truck was able to start traveling across country again with potential EBEs and spaceship parts. Right. It was such a poorly done photo that he can't have thought it would throw Mulder off for very long. Once again, we But just honestly, don't... it would have if it wasn't for Scully. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but what was he going to do with that photo? Like, where was that going to lead him? I, it's another good question. I don't know. I guess he was going to, like, publish it or something. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Post it on his blog? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's just going to send it to NICAP and move on and be like, guys, look. And those guys would be like, Mulder, that's not real, buddy. Yeah. Good try, though. Well, uh, mentioning MUFON and NICAP brings up that Mulder and Scully go to some kind of conspiracy organization to help them. And it's filled with a bunch of conspiracy nuts. It's called the Lone Gunman. Uh, There's a lot of characters in this group. I love hearing you talk about it because, like, these guys are in the show. Like, really? Yeah, they're they're recurring characters, and <laughs> this was their first appearance, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they're they're the lone gunman, and they help Mulder a lot, believe it or not. <laughs> Interesting. Well, at some point they do they do like produce like a fake security ID for him and Scully, and I was like, how do they? How are they able to do that? They are like, I don't. Maybe they don't. I guess you ooh, I guess you can kind of tell from this episode, but maybe it's like mentioned more later, but they're all like hackers and are like crazy geniuses, but are also conspiracy theorists. So like they're using this knowledge to like hack the government kind of, but um, and like expose things. 
Um, so obviously they're like Mulder's best friends. These are Mulder's only friends. Uh, wow. There's one point where um, there's a guy who just keeps saying that Scully is hot. And I felt a yeah. little bit weird about that. Yeah, fro hickey. It was I thought I felt weird too because he's like in and a lot more later. And I was like, this is his first appearance. He just keeps calling Scully hot. Like, come on. But then later, Scully's like, those guys are crazy. That's like everything they said is implausible. And Mulder's like, well, I think it's remotely plausible that someone thinks you're hot. Yeah. He's like, and it's me. (laughs) Uh, It's plausible because I think it. (laughs) Right. He definitely does. Um, They also talk about this dollar bill uh, theory where in, in a 20, they pull out a magnetic strip from the dollar bill, which um, Scully says is to uh, track for counterfeit, but they're like, well, normally that's on the outside of money, not on the inside of money. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this and I was like, is this true? Like, is that, is <laughs> yeah. there really a magnetic strip in my dollar bill? If I rip a 20, would I be able to find it? I don't know. I would say do it, but don't rip a 20. <laughs> I mean, nobody uses cash anymore in the pandemic. Who cares? <laughs> you can take that shit and deposit it into your bank account. <laughs> no, this is more important. We said that we were going to test the things that You're happen right. in this in this show. So, Do you have a 20? I only have a 5, but I'll rip it for the sake uh- of science. I do have one. I'm not going to do it right now, but... Mm -hmm. See? (laughs) See, that's still worth something to you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to do it. But I was, like, thinking this, and I was like, yeah, I could easily become a conspiracy theorist, like, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to become one just from watching this show and trying to test all the things that they tell us. Well, if they turn out to be true, I mean, you can't argue with facts. You're you're gonna be running an X Files based conspiracy theorist group where you're just like everything they said in that show was the goddamn truth, <laughs> which is only gonna get crazier as it goes on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like by 2021, I'm definitely gonna be doing that. I'm excited to watch, and maybe I'll fall down the rabbit hole with you. But I have seen significantly more of the show, but I haven't tested the theories so. I mean, I think that if I go down this rabbit hole, you also have to go down this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. What, are we just going to be arguing on this podcast? No. That's <laughs> not our podcast dynamic. This is just us fighting. <laughs> it's debate team all of a sudden. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the lone gunman is that at one point Mulder and Scully call them and they're outside having a UFO party, which seems uh, extremely fun. And I would like to have a party like that. I know. I think we should just have one. I don't, I mean. I think we can. I mean, they were outside. We could do it outside. We'll be we totally dress up safe. like aliens. Yeah. I mean, it might just be you and I, but maybe we'll eventually track down some more, some more people. I think we could get your mom to come. Oh, yeah. Oh. So. Lori will be there. What else do we need? Really Nothing. That's really it. <laughs> I mean, ideally, some UFOs would show. Um, sure. But we will party until they come. I'm just looking at a note I have. And it, like, I just, I love, <laughs> I love the scene. We kind of mentioned it before where Scully kind of talks about how Mulder's a little bit crazy, even though she trusts him. Um, and when she says that, like, his, like, need to believe is so intense that sometimes it's blinding, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've said that on this podcast before, and I'd like to go back and play the clip simultaneously. Agree. I thought the same thing when I was watching that scene. I was like, okay, Scully is nailing everything that we have already nailed down about Mulder's character. 
which yeah. was great. It was very cathartic to hear her say all of these things directly it really to was. him. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like getting to live it out. You're like, yes, that's, it's, it's okay, Mulder. We get what you're doing. But dude, come on, sometimes, really. <laughs> but she, I mean, she really does a great job trying to like take him down a notch while not being like you're fucking insane you need to stop it she's like she literally is like i respect and admire your passion and i'm like yeah you do scully Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. she's like but some people are they're gonna use it against you that's not you can't just run around in this nonsense and then she says the truth is out there molder but so are lies and it's like Yeah, I was like, damn. Dana Scully knows how to give feedback. You dress it up with a compliment, <laughs> and then you just fucking destroy them. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. And I mean, she's right. She did not like, say a single lie. She said no lies. Uh, and he's like pretty pissed. But I think he just says thank you. Or like he something, it, yeah. he says thank you, right? And then he's just like a little condescending. Yeah, and that's like a, I, I forgot what he said, but when you said it, I, I could envision him saying it. And he's like, thank you. Like, thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> but then he comes back the next day and he's like, mm, Scully, you were right. <laughs> Scully, I messed up. <laughs> It's not a real picture of a UFO. <laughs> yeah, he takes it a little hard, but it does get through to him, which is nice to see. There's another um, Scully scene in this episode that makes me laugh a lot, which is when a lot of stuff happens that we haven't even covered. And they <laughs> end lot. up they end up at a facility where they're trying to like find um, the remnants of of what was shot down and um, some guards catch them and are like, you have to come with us. And Scully's like, all right, we'll come with you. Um, And then Mulder runs away (laughs) and Scully's face is so annoyed. Like her eye roll could not be bigger. And then more like a whole team of soldiers come to chase after him. And she's just like still rolling her eyes, like so annoyed at him. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, he shouldn't have done that. But of (laughs) course he did. They're like, they're there and they're not supposed to be there. They have their fake IDs and it's like super obvious that they have no clue where they're going. And they're like, we have to turn back, but it's going to be super obvious. We turn around and then the guy comes and Scully, Scully does give up really quickly, I will say. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like, what are you going to do? I mean, unless she was going to try to lie to him. She was just like, all right, let's go. I'm done. And Mulder's like, fuck that. I'm finding this EBE. Yeah, it's just so funny to me that when all of these soldiers are chasing him, she's not even, like, worried for him necessarily. She's just like, this fucking guy, again with this shit. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you be at this point? Yeah, yeah. He's, like, pretty much always fine, except for that one time he broke into the military alien situation and got, like, part of his memory erased. But, like, ultimately he was okay. Right, and he did get shot that one time, but uh, he was also okay. And he's alive, you know. She's, like, I just, I'm, she's probably annoyed that he's still fucking alive and doing this shit. She's, like, is there ever going to be a time that something happens to you and you stop? And no, yeah. there's, there no, is not. not. And so she's going to roll her eyes as he is chased by the military. <laughs> well, another thing that I thought was funny was that while he's running away from these guards, he's like going across this little like bridge and there's like a, a danger sign that's um, hanging up <laughs> between the bridge and he tries to jump over it and he trips on it and falls just like <laughs> completely falls, which... I thought it was funny. I don't know if that was a mistake, if that was something they had a stunt double double do. I don't know, but it yeah. was funny. I hope it was a mistake. I hope that David Duchovny just tripped. 
while trying to do this. I mean, maybe it was already a stunt double. Maybe he doesn't do his own running scenes. If it was him, you would think with how tall he is, how long his legs are, that he would be able to clear that jump pretty easily. Yeah. Maybe he's not very coordinated. Well, I mean, I guess I can't speak for actual David Duchovny, but the character of Mulder should be. Uh, So if it was scripted, it was kind of an interesting choice that Mulder just, like, fucks up and falls down on his big escape. But why wait, why should he be coordinated? Do we have we learned something about him that he's like athletic? Well, in order to be an FBI agent, you have to pass like physical testing. Oh that's sure. like part of like at Quantico and I looked into being an FBI agent, you guys. I don't really wanna be, but I did see on a job board that they were hiring special agents. And yeah, for a second I thought should I join the FBI so that I can be like the X-Files? And then I remembered that this is a fictional show. And they hey, not- you never know. <laughs> you never know when the special department you join is going to be the alien department. I mean, I still have time. I, what, what was the age limit was like 35 or something. So. Yeah, you can't, you can't join the FBI after age 35. Because you need to be so physically fit. Yeah. So young and agile, able to jump over anything when being chased by the military, which I'm sure mm-hmm. they actually don't encourage, but it's it's important to note that you also do live near somewhat near a NASA headquarters, so it's plausible that if there are, if there is an FBI department dedicated to space related things that maybe it's one near you. That is true. They're like, you podcast about what? (laughs) I try and join the FBI, and the FBI launches an investigation into me, and that is how this story ends. (laughs) Uh, We just fake podcast from jail. Yeah. (laughs) So after they find out they're bugged again the second time, they secretly – Somehow book tickets separately but together across the country. Scully's like, I need a ticket to Washington and Los Angeles with a stop in Vegas and I'm paying in cash. And it's it's all very suspicious. But it's 1994 and they were like, yes, ma'am, no problem at all. And um, then they meet and like secretly talk to each other. I just think it's also fun just watching them like be secret agents, even though they are actual, well, they're special agents. They're not secret agents. Um, But they're trying to stop the government from listening to them. Um, And then they go and track down this truck. Mulder's like, I couldn't find any info. Did you? And Scully's like, yeah. It's here. I have its exact coordinates. Mm-hmm. She got it. <laughs> she got it. They f- find it on the middle of, like, I don't know, the I-90, whatever road they're on, and then just, like, pull out directly behind it. And I don't know mm-hmm. how they how they did that. And also, that's a very suspicious way to drive around, but no one Yeah, they were just apparently. sitting there. Yeah, they were just <laughs> sitting there on the side of that road waiting for that truck. And it came, and then they immediately followed it. So what happens is they're following this truck. It gets to be nighttime. There's a huge flash of light. Um, Like, everything kind of stops. They get out of their car, and they walk up to the truck, and the truck is, like, turned around, and there's no driver. Um, it's, It's been abandoned. They go to the back, and, wow, Mulder's face when he sees... What's in oh, that truck? That's an incredible face. He's like tripping over the boxes. He's just in utter disbelief and awe. And I, his, his face was just incredible. I mean, truly a kid on Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. but times 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he thought that he was seeing proof that there was an EBE in this truck. 
and that he was right and that he's been right all along and there it was and he's like maybe we like witnessed a rescue mission like he thought that like the spaceship came and like took their alien back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so what we see in the truck is just like a table that has like straps on it with a red light and i think we're led <laughs> to believe that a live alien was strapped to that in the yes. back of a truck which when i saw this i was like you're telling me that's how a government transports a living alien just in the back of a normal tractor trailer yeah it seems like they'd have more covert techniques and- it, it just doesn't seem safe like yeah. If you don't know what an alien is capable of, you're just putting them with some Yeah, just strap it down. Just strap it down and we'll be fine. But immediately after, Mulder is like, oh my god, there was, we just witnessed a rescue mission. Um, it cuts to the next scene and we find out that it was all a hoax. Only because uh, Mulder's stopwatch didn't stop. Yep. The stopwatches were at the exact same time. There was no time loss. No aliens were involved. That's just the rules of aliens. Even though, like, their power shut down, there was a crazy light phenomenon, they couldn't, there weren't any people nearby, any other um, aircrafts nearby. It was, I mean, someone... It wasn't real. Someone staged it with technology beyond what we're aware of. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist and that the government isn't single-handedly going around bamboozling Fox Mulder. Yeah, well, these fucking idiots don't know how to stop time, so (laughs) they haven't nailed it down. Not quite. And the same thing kind of happens at the end when Mulder's in this facility and he comes upon Deep Throat and Deep Throat tells him this story. There's like a room that Mulder thinks the EBE is in and Deep Throat is like, Mm -hmm. don't bother looking, it's dead. But of course, Mulder eventually looks and there's nothing there. Was it ever there? We don't know. We don't know. Like, I don't, I hate the end of that scene. (laughs) I wish they just hadn't showed us the room and we were just like left wondering. But instead, they're like, no, it's gone. But was it there? We don't know. You'll never know. Good luck. Bye. That's exactly what they say. A narrator voice comes over and says exactly that. (laughs) And then Deep Throat walks off into the mist. (laughs) Thinking about the future, I am curious how Mulder and Deep Throat will keep interacting. Um, Obviously, I don't want you to give me spoilers. I'm just saying that at this point in the show, I'm like, well, like, will he ever trust Deep Throat? I would imagine Scully would be angry if she ever found out he was still talking to Deep Throat. Just uh, curious to see what happens with that. I'm excited to watch you see what happens. (laughs) Great. I think... We did a good job covering most of the things that happened in this episode. I was, like, a little nervous. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's still a lot of things that happened in this episode that we didn't explicitly talk about. But it's, like, you know, there's just a lot of back and forth. There's just a lot of bullshit. Some of of it's just, like, you know, edit, you guys. Edit. Um, Which we did, so you guys don't have to watch the episode now. Exactly. We talked about everything important. Yeah. Most of the true things and only some of the lies that, like, were needed to prove some points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should probably up our Mulder and Scully game. Yeah. I mean, they're really the only thing that matters. Who cares about Deep Throat? We don't even know his real name. <laughs> yeah, you should be saying you're curious to see how Mulder and Scully's relationship develops in the future. <laughs> yes, of course. Like, it becomes very father and son-like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want that. <laughs> it's very confusing. Scully's the father. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's a given. It hasn't been explicitly talked about, but I would say that Mulder didn't have a strong father figure in his life. I would take that guess. Yeah, 
they go into his family life more later. But, like, no one from his family's been in it yet, right? I mean, nope. obviously, we know about his sister. I'm just taking a guess that he didn't have a, a either a strong relationship with a father figure or a good relationship with a father figure. And so that's why uh, Scully is his father. Mulder He's has got, daddy issues. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's got daddy issues. <laughs> and she is a daddy. You said it. Scully is a daddy. I felt wrong to say, but no, I, I liked it. Felt it. Right. Okay. I, it felt <laughs> completely right to me. And I honestly want to make a shirt that says that Scully's I a think daddy. You should. That's going to be our first promotional merch item. Yeah. Can it have like a little picture of her in like a big blazer? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good. I'm trying to think if there's any better outfits, but I think a big blazer is is good for that. Should we trademark it? Oh, for sure. Before we release this episode, we yeah. gotta trademark this. Gotta, I'll get on I'll get on the phone with the the <laughs> trademark office right now. Like we can just use the emoji that Apple provides, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's a legally binding emoji, so Well, look for that Scully is a daddy shirt coming to our <laughs> non existent store soon. We go with Scully as a daddy over, like, the thing and we say to end each episode, like, <laughs> or start it, or yes, the name of the show. We're like, no, no, no. Fuck that. Scully is a daddy, and the world needs to know it. Exactly. <laughs> but speaking of the things we say to end our episodes, hey, aliens, if you're out there, why don't you come get us? Because we're in the back of a tractor trailer truck and we're scared. Yeah.